Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, everyone, just stop what they're doing and listen. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. B-I-G. I can barely get any reception on this stupid thing. So far, the only station that comes in is some British guys reading news from places I'm not sure exist. Today, in Kazakhstan, a peaceful demonstration turned to bloodshed as members of the Tuzili tribe flooded Kenpao Square in remembrance of the third anniversary of the Hormsburg massacre. But finally, some good news out of neighboring Kanduzi, as locals there have reached an uneasy alliance with the bordering Trolika Bubsy Wubsy Dal. And now with sports, here's Frample Tromwibbler. From the world of sport, the coins in Spinky Wompers flumped the flying boing welfing clompers, 70 fluff to 40 flave. At the tone, the time will be 26 Railroad. I'm not sure about any of that. And now... I'm the god of hell's fire, and I bring you fire. Our feature presentation. Right? That's what we know about him. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Monday morning, the 13th of August. I miss Rodney, by the way. Same. Not that I ever saw him, but I certainly enjoyed listening to him on K-Rock. Sure. And uh, we've got enough tape on him to keep him alive forever, though. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's but nice. we can always use new tape. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm yeah. sure he's still making magic sure. on his, uh, his satellite radio show, but I just I don't, just don't hear it. Yeah. Hey, uh, kids, how's everybody? Good. Good. How are you? I think everybody had an exciting weekend, it sounds like. Seems like everybody had stuff going on. Yeah. Sure. Allie went out. Right. I went out. Right. Kevin, I'm sure you saw the Dumb Shark movie. I didn't, but I wanted to. Uh, My mom was in town, and I, and I just couldn't talk her into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, not, not mo- it's not a mom flick. <laughs> She's like, no, <laughs> that doesn't seem for me. I was like, well, come on. <laughs> so did you, ha- did you, have surprise Mama- you have to go see Mamma Mia? No, I didn't see anything. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot but of family that- stuff. I had a, a much more uh, quiet weekend than usual. Mm. Wow. But you being going out. Right. You're a crazy man. I did go out, and we'll talk about it later. Right. I was I was involved in that um, international event with the plane being stolen from the airport on Friday night. Now, when you was, when you say involved, you help helped him steal the plane. No, okay. <clears throat> but I was on one of the many planes in the air that was attempting to land at an airport that was closed because he decided oh. to steal the plane. And it was well, like I said, we'll talk about it later. But when the pilot comes on and his voice is breaking, <laughs> and he's trying to figure out a way to tell you what's going on, and you look around and see what the other passenger's response is, I mean, that's not ideal. Well, you know, anytime there's any kind of big news, bad news, that first minute. You're not sure what's going on or how serious it is or how it's going to affect you. Right. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. And, you know, in the early uh, moments of uh, that event on Friday, and for folks who don't know what we're talking about, it's a an airport employee who stole a plane. He wasn't even a pilot and got in a plane and just flew off. And you don't know whether it's, uh, I mean, t- 
terrorism obviously comes to mind. You don't know is is his plan to to ram that right into the space needle and you know blow a bunch of people up? They don't know what's going on at first, but uh, as you can imagine, it did cause cause quite a problem. At the the pilot didn't at least act calm because you made it sound like when he started talking, his you could hear the stress in his voice. Oh, you could hear the stress <laughs> in his voice because he wanted to get he wanted to make. I, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were talking about my pilot. Oh. Yeah, he, he wanted to he wanted to be as calm as possible, but he also had significant and important information to impart, and I think he was just nervous about doing it right. Gotcha, and not panicking everybody. Gotcha, because you know there were a lot of still a lot of questions at that point. So, but I was sure the air a long time. <laughs> they sure, they sure rode that one till the wheels fell off. And you <laughs> loved it, am I right? Well, at some point they had to land because yeah. they were getting. It was you know we were almost in the zero club. <laughs> yeah, that's not <laughs> you what you want to be in the air. <laughs> no, I mean they even said that they said, "Look, we got to land somewhere because we're almost out of fuel." You know, is that kind of that kind of flight, that kind of announcement? Good times. So yeah, so we'll get into all that. Let me tell you about this uh, story that I saw this morning that I was uh, surprised by and delighted by. This could almost qualify as some great news. There is a former prisoner of Guantanamo named Mohamedou Old Slahi. And he had been in, uh, he had already been there in Guantanamo. This is the, uh, you know, this is where we sent the people that we thought were bad guys, but we didn't have enough to charge them on. So we just kept him in prison indefinitely. Right. In many cases, they were innocent people who we, we eventually let go. Uh, which is really the, the I think what America was founded on is that kind of ju- that kind of prison justice. Well, which but we did it in Cuba, so all good. <laughs> so right, so all good. So he had already been there for about uh, two years, accused of acts of uh, terrorism, and he was one of those prisoners. He ended up writing a uh, book about it. He was one of those prisoners who really they they put through the ringer. Man, he was beaten. He was in extreme isolation. He was shackled to the floor. He was one of those guys they put under strobe lights while being blasted with heavy metal music. He was, and I don't know what this is, he was sexually throttled. Sexually throttled? That doesn't sound like fun. Um, It sounds like that's some sort of a technique to get you to talk. Hmm. But he said he never did anything and never knew anything and he wasn't supposed to be there. So, Here's where the story gets interesting. In 2004, a National Guardsman is assigned to him in Guantanamo Bay named Steve Wood. And they hit it off as friends. For nine months, they spent all of their days together. And uh, when they first met, uh, the guard said, hey, do you drink coffee? And he said, no, I'm a tea drinker, but I'll try coffee. And then they started having coffee, and then they started having tea. And then they played cards with each other and then they gossiped about interrogators and they talked about girls <laughs> and they just they uh, bonded over the movie the big lebowski which they were both big fans of which is not uh not what you expect not the story you expect to hear out of guantanamo no, agreed. so eventually he gets out of guantanamo after 14 years by the way 14 years in guantanamo 14 years Never charged with a defense and went back to his home in, um, what's the country in Africa? Maratano? Does that sound right? Maritania, I want to say it is, in Hmm. Eastern Africa? No, I don't know. So he goes back there, and he and his guard become pen pals and continue to stay in touch. And the reason all of this is in the news is the former guardsman who's now retired and working uh, working, uh, forestry in Oregon, Steve Wood. He just flew to Maritania to visit his former prisoner, and stay at his house and hang out with him. Huh. How crazy is that? Um, They say that they're the same as they are. They picked up right where they left off. 
And uh, the prisoner said, we never believed in this war. There is no war between Muslims and Americans. There is no war between Americans and the poor people of the world. There is only a war between people on the top who have their own agenda. And I think there's some truth to that, by the way. Uh, the former guard, Mr. Wood, said people are people no matter what. When we die, it doesn't matter what passport we hold. He was happy to see his old friend again. They plan to continue to stay in touch. And at some point, they hope that Mr. Slahi will be able to visit America as well. I just think that's a neat human interest story. I mean, why don't they just say they're lovers? Right. Well, I don't think it's I don't Put think it that's what's there. I'm right out with it. Clearly what's suggested. I feel like that might help some people. <laughs> right. Right? Like, why did this was, dude fly all the way to Africa to see a guy? It's forbidden okay. Forbidden love. It's not forbidden. It's fine. <laughs> it love is be. love, guys. Embrace it. Stop it doesn't, uh, with the, of, oh, we're just good friends. We talk about girls. Oh, we of, get it. All right? None of that is indicated here. <laughs> Please. But it is. Uh, so you're saying it's a good story. It could be a great story. It could yes. be a great story. Okay. Okay. All right. So there you go. All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Beecho, shall we? Stop whining. It's unattractive in a man. Uh, we got great news today like we do on Mondays. We do. We are going to talk about dating apps and how accurate they are and how much fun they can be. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a, the K-Rock sticker grand prize of somebody who's going to win a private show with the Gorillas. And a 2019 Honda Fit and a $500 Hot Topic gift card. It's a lot for one person. I right? keep saying it. That's insane. But the downside is beer mug has to come to your house. Uh, all right, then you're earning it's it. It's kind of a, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a wash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also are going to talk about that uh, plane at SeaTac that Bean was just talking about. And uh, Ali met uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I did. Over the weekend. And apparently was bragging about your time at AYSO. Listen, I was the high scorer on my team. I felt like... That would bond us. He'd know I knew what I was talking about. Right. We talked a lot about the Yellow Jackets. That was my team. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's never met such an accomplished player before. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Like, I wanted him to know right away, same level. S- same level. Yes. Did, did you give him some tips? I did. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Good. Yeah. That's great news. <laughs> so that's coming up this morning. We'll take a break, and we will come back with what's happening next. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. I'm excited to hear what's going on in the world, Allie. Why don't you tell us? I I will. Thank you for being excited. The Meg. A lot of people want to see that this weekend. I have zero interest. (laughs) I question these people's interest, but do your own thing. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a big, dumb, fun summertime movie. Is it supposed to be fun? Is it supposed to be campy and silly? If so, I'm in. I think so. But if they're taking it seriously. I think it's supposed to. I didn't see it, but that was my impression, is that they're sort of, it's sort of cheesy. I don't know. It's it's hard to tell from the trailers. It looks to me like they're playing it straight. That's what I thought. But you always know when you go to a movie like this that that's one of the options. (laughs) You could be going to see a real It's a free-your-own interpretation. Okay. Now, now I'm asking a dumb dumb question Mm -hmm. because I've done uh, no, uh, no research on this at all. This this shark, this ridiculously huge shark, mm-hmm. is a shark that did at one time exist on the planet, and it's it's like a Jurassic Park situation where they're amazed that there's still one out there in the wild. Yes, or is it a or is it a fake like way too big for real life shark? I don't know. I think it's, I think a, real, it's a megalodon or something. A megalod- yes, but I think yeah. that's rumored. I don't know. I've watched like a, a lot of Shark mass. Week. Yeah, maybe. I feel like it's real. Okay. We'll because, do some research and get back to okay. it. In the trailer, they do show, I think if I remember correctly, in the trailer or a piece associated with it, they do show an actual um, um, skeleton of the mouth of the thing as if they had found evidence of it right. from the past. But now this one's alive. So 
I guess it's yeah, that's a good know. point. We'll yeah, have to do some it's, research. It's okay. a megalodon, which right. means big tooth. It's an extinct species of shark. Oh, or is it? Or is it correct? Is it? Okay. All right. Anyway, it did real money? good at the box office, earning $44.5 million in ticket sales. That was as of yesterday's estimate. However, debuted pretty well overseas, taking in $50.3 million in China, so $141 million globally. All right. Bong, Not bong. bad. Bong, bong, indeed. Costs about $150 million to make, so it's obviously going to clear that in the coming weeks. But after two weeks at number one, Mission Impossible Fallout slid to second place, earning $20 million in its third weekend. And then filling out the top five were Christopher Robin, low-budget thriller Slenderman, and then Spike Lee's Clans Black Klansman, which opened at $10.8 million, which is his best opening in more than 10 years. Is it? Hmm. hmm. I'd like to see that. Thing. Yeah, I think I think everybody should, because I saw it. You did? No. Oh <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I rarely see movies. I want to be a movie person, but then I think, oh, that's far. I want to be a movie person, like a person that goes and sees all the new movies. Right. I'd like to be that person. You can be that. All you have to do is go. What? Yeah. No, it seems like not there's that more difficult. steps. Mm, no? Not really. Uh, Allie and I are on the uh, exact same page. I would like to be the guy who has seen all of the new movies. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's hard to be the guy who carves out that time and leaves his house to go do it. As a guy who does see most of the new right. movies, not that difficult. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty... I'm pretty sure because what you, you do you is psych yourself up. Though. You don't. You no? just you just buy a ticket. Okay. And you go, or right. you go and buy a ticket. Either way, and then right. you sit down and you maybe have some snacks, and then you watch a movie. What? You guys are acting like you're climbing Everest here. <laughs> it's but a freaking are, movie. But there are other people in the theater <laughs> with yes. you. Yes. Oh. And you just you just ramp up your medication before you go, no. just to make sure you you feel okay. <laughs> Define medication. Oh. Well, what, whatever it takes to get. <laughs> A you know, get the, the mindset to be able to do it. I'm saying mm-hmm. not that difficult. Seems okay. like a lot. Right. Just really simple. Well, we've been talking about Idris Elba. And is he, is he not going to be the next James Bond? All he is of, a dick. I don't think we're saying that at all. However, he's just poking the bear, that man. He's the man who invented Booyah. It could be. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. But he decided to post an artistic-looking selfie. And under the words, he put... My name's Elba. Idris Elba. Oh, sweet. Oh, nice. Poking. That means he's poking, doing it? Po- well, of course. That's what everybody thought. They're awesome. like, why would he ever do that unless he was stoking the flames? Right? Is that what you do? Sure. Stoke he's a solid, solid person. I'd like to punch him in the face. No, I'd go with the solid. He then posted another tweet a few hours later saying, don't believe the hype. What, what are you doing, Idris? Stop so he's it. just yanking our chain? I think he's yanking our huh. chain, stoking the fire, poking the bear. All sorts of other examples as to what he's doing. He is the founder of ISIS. He's the founder of ISIS. I don't think we're saying that at, mm. at all. And I think he's a little shady. But I think if he if he was really far removed from it, he wouldn't even... He'd just be like, whatever. Yeah, probably. He wouldn't post anything. So... I hope this is a good right? sign. Right? He's, he's trying to, like, psych us out. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Right. He's totally 007. He's committed to Satan. He... I no. mean, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. 
And Hulu has struck a deal with Sony to debut Jeopardy in streaming form. This is as of Friday. And Hulu has curated 60 episodes full of fan favorite moments of beloved contestants. They only list Ken Jennings in the mm. beloved contestants. The one that you're in love with? No, I'm in love with Austin. Sorry. Ken Jennings. He's from a while ago. He Come on, right. keep your Jeopardy crushes straight, Kevin. Come on, Just, Kevin. I don't care about Jeopardy. In addition, special event episodes like Tournament of Champions, College Week, Kids Week. No word yet on exactly how much of the Jeopardy back catalog will eventually surface on Hulu. But might I recommend keeping your mind fresh? Watch those. Maybe watch them again in a couple months. Well, that's the thing. See if you're retaining. I feel like you could do better the second time. You really could. (laughs) I believe that's... It's called cheating. Yeah. But, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's called studying, Allie. Studying. You're right. Um, I am very surprised, and and I hope you're right, that they're going to go far beyond just a handful of episodes. Mm -hmm. I mean, that show's got 30 years or something, right? 35 years in syndication. 35. Put put them all up, I say. I agree. We got unlimited room. Slow down, being just... Let people just get a taste. I believe that's what you do. First taste is free. First taste is free, Mm -hmm. then they come back. That's what it is. Some birthdays for you. John Slattery. Mad Men. How great is he, right? Terrific actor. Silver Fox. And Sebastian Stan from Captain America movies, Black Swan, Gossip Girl. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. By the way, we're sending a beer mug out in the Kevin and Bean janky van in a few minutes. Sometime between 7 and 8, he's going to be knocking on some doors, you guys. And it could I think be... just one door. Well, it depends, if he not finds... just... it depends if he finds the address the first time he I tries, see. Kevin. Uh, he's beer mug. I got you. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is... I was supposed to be on the boulevard. This is Avenue. I'm in the wrong neighborhood. Sorry, you didn't win the car. <laughs> <laughs> But that's why he's going, is to give away the brand new 2019 Honda Fit, the $500 Hot Topic gift card, and the private Gorillas performance where someone and 50 friends, you have qualified for that with the uh, the K-Rock Gorillas sticker over the past three weeks. And today's the grand prize drawing, so I'm very excited to see who's going to be meeting Beer Mug. Looking his best. Coming up between 7 and 8 here on K-Rock. <laughs> we have the Afro line, 323-520-AFRO. You can leave us a message 24 hours a day on any topic. Hey, Kevin and Bean. My name is Al. I'm from Long Beach. I'm just calling to say thank you for all you've done. I'm a podcast listener. I listen to you guys every day. And uh, I actually just uh, ran the San Francisco Marathon, and I listened to two of your podcasts. So from the very beginning to up until mile 20, I was listening to you guys. You guys were awesome. I, you guys are distracting me from the pain uh, of running, so I want to thank you guys. Uh, but I'm not sure how much I should thank you because the last six miles I was listening to music, and my uh, my run time for those last six miles was actually faster than the my miles per minute for the first <laughs> 20 miles. Yeah. So that just happened. So that's our fault. <laughs> um, it's on he, us. He sounds like a very nice man. He's very kind to have called. But stop running marathons. Marathons are dumb. So that's on him? Yes. Look, look. If I see a guy running a marathon, here's what I know about him. Poor guy can't afford a car. I mean, I don't... Okay. I don't think that's accurate, but okay. We talked to somebody from HR, uh, Karina, who was sending out an email to people asking them to flush. Right. After using. Yeah. Hello, this uh, call is regarding a certain problem going on at the K-Rock offices. This is uh, Detective, last name Steamer, first name Cleveland, of the FPI, the Federal Poop Investigation. Uh, Karina reached out to me and she 
she said that you guys had a problem. So I, I'm on the case. I was actually on the case for the uh, Mad Pooper, and uh, I was very successful at that. Uh, but I've taken a few samples already from all the stalls, and it seems that I'm getting some DNA uh, recognition of last name Baxter and last name Ryder. Mm. Uh, so these men are at large in Alley. Uh, we are looking for new deputies, and uh, if you'd like to apply, uh, please send us in your application number two. And uh, also, if that's a little too much for you to handle, then we are looking for new people on the CHP. Uh, that application process, just please go ahead and drink plenty of water. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, we'll get down to it, and we'll find these bastards. Wow. Very helpful. Yeah. Thank he you. A, yeah, he put a lot into that. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> that was very impressive. He put more work into our show than we do. <laughs> um, new TV show called Making It, where they... You know, decoupage and stuff like that. Nick Offerman, Amy Poehler. We were talking about that last week. Here's the thing about making it. They're solid gold. They've got the goods. They stand when they walk through the neighborhoods. Boom! David Naughton humor. I'm solid gold. I love it. I got the goods. <laughs> they stand when I walk through the neighborhoods. I'm making it. I've got the chance. I'm taking it. Woo! Keep going. <laughs> no more, no more faking it. This time in life, I'm making it. It's a good, it's a good song. <laughs> it was. Wow. That was the uh, that was a theme from the movie uh, Meatballs. Don't you know? <laughs> yep, sure was. Um, wow. Last week we went. I got in- excited. I'm sorry. Yes. No, we're, it was great. Last week we went into great detail on the Brady Bunch. Oh, yeah. Some would say too much. There was a story of a girl named Allie who, unbeknownst to her co-worker, she was obsessed with a show called The Brady Bunch. And because of that obsession, she's all alone. That guy didn't put as much work into it. Hey, Um, Allie, um, when the HD, who who is it? uh, Home and Garden Network. HGTV, yeah. Yeah, when they um, renovate the mm-hmm. Brady Bunch TV house, <clears throat> and I assume they're going to open it up to the the public, you're first in line, right? I mean, you're well, you sure. You can't wait to see that again. I will be shocked if they don't hire me on as a consultant. Sure. When they mm-hmm. were talking about, oh, we're we're going to put our COO up in the attic, and it doesn't have a door; it's beads. And I was like, no, that is the den downstairs. <laughs> That is ridiculous, and I just, I got angry, because if you are renovating the house, and mm-hmm. you're already making this mistake, right. yeah. hire me as a consultant. Makes yeah. sense. Thank yeah, that's you. a that's yeah. a bad start. Plus, somebody needs to go by and feed Tiger. Tiger, uh, yeah. I don't think made it. Doesn't need as much food. <gasps> I got three tweets yesterday uh-huh. that were the Zero Club. How is that a thing? How is that still a thing, is my question. Hey, Kevin and me, podcast listener here. You know when's not a good time to play the Zero Club game? Yeah, when you're on a highway in Alabama. Mm. My car lied to me. I had 10 miles left. And I lost. I'm sorry, Kevin, I let you down. <laughs> you know, that's not part of it. Running out of gas is not part of Mm-mm. it. I love that it's now a game that you win or lose. Yes, correct. I love that. <laughs> he's going to apologize. He's he's in the middle of Alabama out on the on the side of a road, and he's calling you to apologize, yep. Kevin. Well, he should. That's just not how we do it. Uh, Bean also decided last week that he wanted to play the ukulele. 
1-877-YUKES-FOR-BEAN. U-K-E-S-YUKES-FOR-BEAN. 1-877-YUKES-FOR-BEAN. Donate your ukulele today. I heard from quite a few listeners on that topic as well. Apparently, there are some outstanding YouTube tutorials on how to play the ukulele. And there's also a campaign ad that is getting a lot of attention right now, a uh, man running for office in Hawaii. And the entirety of his campaign ad is him sitting on a bench at the beach playing the ukulele while there's a voiceover mm-hmm. of him. That's, that's, that's how he's selling himself to the Hawaii voters because hmm. he's out there playing his ukulele. And I'm thinking, man, there's a lot of power in that instrument. Is that I what you were really- thinking? Yeah, I can make a lot of things happen in my life if I'm also known as guy who sits on bench at beach playing ukulele. A lot of power in that instrument, he just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Not to mention, you're not incredibly musical, as we just heard a second no. ago. No, I, I can't sing, and right. I have no musical ability whatsoever. But there's a lot of power in that instrument. Well, I'm saying it's a little steeper climb for me than maybe others who to, for, to whom it comes naturally, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean I can't do it. Uh, the B-Team is a podcast that you can listen to. They go back and uh, go over some of the Kevin and Bean shows and some of the stuff that's happened over the years. Hey, this message is for Bean, thanks to the B-Team podcast. I was just listening to the last episode. They revisited the time, Bean, you were on vacation, and they had Alex and Bree in the studio and <gasps> called you at home. And the sheer amount of excitement that you had when they said hello to you was hilarious because it then followed by them hanging up on you. I've never laughed so hard in my life. Thank you, B-Team, for reliving that. And if you guys can play it again, that would be awesome. Hit it, Steve. We have Allison Bree here. Uh, Hi, Bean. Oh, we must have lost the connection. (laughs) That was the meanest thing you guys ever did. And best... Meanest no. and best. I'll accept I'm, mean if you'll give me best. You know how much I love her. Right. So put yourself in my place. If uh, if you if I had loved her and you were calling me, you would have done the same thing because it's funny. Or I would have said, you know what? I have the opportunity to throw my man a solid mm. here. He's not here. He he mm. missed the booking. Nope. Let's give him a chance mm, to no. chat with the lady he loves. Uh, you wouldn't. You wouldn't do that. <laughs> um, people are just calling and requesting Sam's version, Sam the Armenian Comedian of Africa. I don't think anyone's All day, every doing day. that. Long time listener here. Love Kevin, love Bean, love Allie, even Beer Mug. But seriously, guys, the Armenian Comedian. This Africa that you guys did together, oh my God, gave me legit anxiety. No more Armenian Comedian. I hear the drums they go tonight. Come on. But she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation. I mean, if you were trying to be bad, that would be difficult to match. I hate him, and that makes me laugh so much. Having said that, Omar left four minutes of that song on there. And and I just went to the end because I never heard how it ended. None of us have. Uh -uh. None of us have. Because it's unbearable. Right. This is how it ends. Gonna take some time to do the things we never had. Hold, please. That's terrible. Terrible. 323-520-AFRO, 24 hours a day. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast monday mornings on the kevin and bean show means two words great news when you wake up all you hear is bad news so bad it makes you want to hit the snooze Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for Great News Today. Great News. I'll go first. All right, Allie. All right. Well, I just retweeted it at Allie McKay, A-L-L-I-E-M-A-C-K-A-Y on my Twitter because I saw this last week and it was so beautiful and moving to me that something as simple as this can happen and just change someone's whole day. A woman named Angela Peters entered a nail salon at the Walmart in Burton, Michigan, and she was turned away. She's in a wheelchair. She has cerebral palsy, and she was told she just moves too much. They couldn't do her nails. Wow. So she leaves, and a woman that works there at the Walmart, Ebony Harris, saw what was happening, was about to go on her break, went over to Angela Peters and said, I'll take care of this. They then went up the aisle, picked out... um, nail polish she bought her the nail polish then went over sat down and painted her nails for her just chatting with her wanted to know how her day was everything the pictures are so beautiful of this woman that is so full of joy just to not only have someone just to chat with but to change her whole day how depressed was she leaving there like they don't even want to help me and then this woman ebony to reach out. So I retweeted that video, but here's a little bit of what Ebony had to say. We're not trying to bash the, the, the nail salon. We're not trying to make them lose customers, make them look bad, but maybe spread awareness that 
no matter the person, who they are, what color they are, disability, whatever, they're people too. She wants to look pretty, you know, and so why can't she? Uh, how, how did she do it, by the way? How did she do what? Paint the nails of this woman's whose whose hands were moving too much. Um, you just take extra time. Okay. And she said to her in, in the video, she actually said that the sweet woman, Angela Peters, kept saying, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, whenever her hands would move. Mm-hmm. And Ebony would say, don't be sorry. Don't say that. Like, trying to let her know, it's okay. We all have something. Mm-hmm. Don't even worry about it. I'm here. I'll take care of it. It is one of the most beautiful videos I've seen. And just her showing off her nails at the end. She's got a lovely blue color, by the way, with some <laughs> sparkles. It's just wonderful when someone just takes the time to actually say, you know what? Maybe I can do this. Maybe we can find a way to make it happen instead of just dismissing people, which is the easy route and it's quite frankly it's the wrong route so that is my great news uh mine is uh, 18 year old seth owens lifelong dream was to go to college he was always reading learning participating in extracurriculars and helping others um i was the nerd in fifth grade he says who walked around in recess talking about how he wanted to be an astronaut so he's pretty much being at that point. Uh, that was me. <laughs> His uh, hard work started paying off. College acceptance letters started coming. Uh, that He got one from Georgetown University, which he was very excited about. Yeah. But his home life was going straight south because his parents found out that he was gay. And that was not okay Aww. with his parents. And he was going to the church, and the church had a very hard line, and there was a lot of uh, hate. Mm. And he said to his parents, listen, I don't feel safe at this church. Can can we attend another church? And his parents said, you can attend another church, but you have to leave the house. Oh, my God. And then he said, I don't want to leave the house. And they said, well, let's send you to conversion therapy. Oh, geez. And you know how much that works. So he leaves the house and starts sleeping on the couches of friends. So he doesn't even have a family anymore. Yeah. And he tells Georgetown, hey, I still want to come there, but I don't have the support of my family. And they were like, well, we can't really change the how much money you're getting and stuff. So You're so, sure this is great news, Kevin? It is. It yeah, turns around. It tur- okay. <laughs> it turns around. So they would not change their financial aid package, even though he had proven to them that he no longer has the support of his parents. And he had a grade, grade point average of 4.61. Wow. Jane Martin, a biology teacher, and this word actually gets good, who taught Owen during his freshman year and mentored him through college, throughout his struggles. She said, I'm not about to let a bright young mind suffer because his family didn't understand or loved him. So she started a GoFundMe page to raise $20,000 aimed at covering tuition costs for his first year. Um, he, Owen thought he was going to have to take a year off, a gap year, and he couldn't believe how generous people were being. Soon there were $2,000 and then the $20,000 goal was reached. Now Owen is getting ready to move to Washington, D.C. within the month and start classes at Georgetown, um, where thanks to the kindness of strangers and support of his former teacher, he will be able to cover tuition because they've raised over $130,000. Oh, Wow. How amazing I, is that? If I had been gay, maybe I would have finished college. I don't think that's the takeaway. Oh, no. Okay. Um, but still. Minus that last comment, that's my great news. Oh, I hope his parents wake up every day just feeling the loss of their son. Same. What I do too. awful humans. Agreed. He is better off without them, that's for sure.
It's so interesting you would bring that story up, Kevin, because my great news story also involves an 18-year-old who wanted to go to college. Is it the same one? It's not. Her is name his name is Owen? Ma- okay. No, his, her name is Micaiah Curry, 18 years old. She's in Macon, Georgia, and she wanted to go to Albany State University, but she had uh, did not have enough money to go to college, as is the case with many, many people. She was able to take out uh, student loans to help pay for her tuition and housing, but as you know, there are additional expenses, things like books, things like furniture, things like that, that you just, if you, you know, if you're stretched, if you're spending every penny just to attend the school, you've got nothing left over. First member of her college to go to co- first member of her family to go to college. She wants to be a nurse ultimately. So on Saturday, just days before she was scheduled to leave for school, she threw a hail mary. She decided to ask God for help. She wrote a note that said, "God, please help me get the rest of my stuff for college." Amen. I love you, God. Then she wrote her name and number on it and put it on three balloons and let it loose into the air. It doesn't sound like there's much of a success rate possible. I with- can't imagine. Man, bad for the environment. <laughs> when I was writing the note, I was just trying to reach out to God. I didn't know where it would land. I was just hoping someone would pick it up and they would call me and let me know they got it and maybe they could help. Well, the balloons flew about 15 miles northeast. They carried the note. to. She was in Macon. They carried the note to Gray, Georgia. The man who found the note on the other end works for the Georgia Power Company. He spotted the balloons on Monday while he was out on the job. I saw something shiny and floating, so I walked over and picked it up, and it was balloons with a note on it. He, by the way, also is a Baptist minister. He discussed it with the people at his church, and they agreed that it was God's message, God's plan, that they helped this young woman. They called her up because she had left her name and her phone number, and they said, what do you need? And then they gave her the money to buy a comforter, to buy a refrigerator, to buy books, to help her move into her dorm. And they're taking care of her with everything she needed. So as unlikely as it seemed when she let those balloons go into the air that God, God's plan would come back and help her, it hit exactly the right person to make that happen. That's incredible. She said she plans to keep in touch with Pastor Jones and let him know how he sh- how he uh, she is doing along the journey, and she's very excited to be going. And the pastor said, "When praises go up, blessings come down," and this is one of those cases. So, how about that? How many people are leaving deflated balloons with notes on his <laughs> on his property now? Right? Yeah, I exactly. just want a new car. <laughs> so, so you think ultimately he's going to regret that he ever helped this lady out? Well, that is my great news. It's Kevin and B. K. Rock. So I'm uh, visiting Seattle right now. Um, you know, I live in uh, New Orleans, but my wife refuses to be there in the summertime. So I split my time in the summertime between uh, Louisiana and Washington, and she stays in Seattle. Mm, until so, you come, and then she leaves. But that's a whole different story. <laughs> so I'm visiting uh, visiting the wife, which sounds weird to say, but I'm on a plane Friday night heading for Seattle from New Orleans. And the pilot comes on. And by the way, we've been in the air. I'm looking at my watch. I'm going, we should have landed by now. Turns out we're in our second hold. The pilot comes on, and he says, haltingly, he says, well, there's been a situation at SeaTac. The airport is closed right now. Somebody stole a Horizon aircraft, a 76-seater, I think it is, Horizon aircraft, and is, went on a joyride with it. And the airport is closed, and we are in our second hold right now. We've known since Denver, but we thought there was no reason to alarm you. And by the way, I was very surprised that there wasn't anybody on the plane who was on Wi-Fi who would have heard about that story and started talking about it. Hmm. You yeah, know? That's, yeah, that's odd. So 
So he said, we don't know when we're going to be able to land, but we're going to have to be making a decision here pretty soon because we don't want to be in the zero club. He didn't actually say it like uh, that, but that's essentially what, that's essentially, we're running out of fuel. I don't think you want to be in the zero club <laughs> in the air. In, in the air, no. No. So he said, right now, it looks like we're going to be landing at uh, Boeing Field, which is nearby in Seattle, because SeaTac is closed, but we won't know until we are on our approach. They will let us know in the last couple of minutes, which is holy crap, which is kind of a weird way to land a plane, (laughs) I think. Well, uh, long story short, uh, we did ultimately end up landing at SeaTac, but it, we were on the runway for an hour and some change after that because the airport had been closed and we were backed up 40 planes deep trying to get to a oh, gate. Wow. wow. It was a mess. And then, by the way, eventually when I did finally get out, the traffic around the airport was at a standstill. I couldn't even, it took me another hour plus to get an Uber to be able to get to me. So it was a long, long night for me, but a much worse night for people involved in this story that you no doubt heard about on Friday night. A young man, 29 years old, apparently a uh, loving son and husband and all-around nice guy. You couldn't find a single person to say a bad word about Richard Russell. Was going through some stuff. Now, Ali, you you followed this story pretty closely over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I didn't find anybody who knew that he was having any kind of struggles at all. This seemed to have come out of nowhere as a big surprise to people, right? And it it sounded like almost a surprise to him at one point when you're listening to the audio. A surprise right. to him? Yeah, that he just... Uh, I'm sure you'll play it, but he uh, says... Yeah, it's right up front. It's okay. right up top. So there's, uh, there's a bunch of audio from the air traffic controller talking to this man, Richard Russell. And by the way, as you pointed out on your social media over the weekend, God bless the air traffic controller. Wow. Just like we say to the 9-11 operators, how do you stay so calm under circumstances like this? Yeah. It's remarkable, but let's hear some of this. I got a lot of people that care about me, and... Uh, it's going to disappoint them since to hear that I did this. Um, I would like to apologize to each and every one of them. Um, just a broken guy. Got a few screws loose, I guess. Never really knew it until now. And that's the part you're referring to, yeah. which is it's, it's almost like this wasn't a plan. He was just at the airport working where he worked in baggage and de-icing planes and things like that. Never had flown a plane before. Doesn't have I was going to say, how did he learn to fly the plane? Well, he'll mention la- later in the tape, he learned it from playing video games. I... I know. That's what a lot of people are asking. And by the way, I have, so, possible. I have so many questions about this because, again, I don't know anything about anything. Planes aren't locked. Maybe that makes sense because they're on a secure runway. You wouldn't expect them to need to be locked. But you, you you can sit in a cockpit and know how to turn on a plane and know how to take off a plane if you've never had any training before. I Does don't that, think that's possible. Well, that's what happened in this case. The guy had never well, received a, a day. Well, his family con- huh. concurs. Had never had never uh, had a day of uh, training. Now, do you think, Allie, we're all speculating now? That something just snapped that day and he just thought, hey, you know what? I should just take a plane and fly out of here. Uh, Could be. He mentions later on about just randomly saying something about how he doesn't make a lot of money and it's that type of thing. Hmm. I don't know if things were building up, building up, and then that was the breaking point that day. And do you think that his intention all along was to crash that plane and kill himself? Or do you think he was just going to go for a joyride for fun and then face the consequences later? Or did he never expect to come out of this alive? I don't know. We'll never know, I yeah. guess. All right, here's some more. I'm, uh, I'm down to 2,100. I started like 30-something. 
Let's talk about fuel in his tank now. Richie said you're at uh, 2,100 pounds of fuel left. Yeah, uh, I don't know what the burn burn itch, burn out is like on uh, uh, on takeoff, but uh, yeah, it burned quite a bit faster than I expected. There is the uh, the runway just off your right side in about a mile. Do you see that? That's the uh, that's the uh, that's McCord uh, Field. Oh man, those guys will rough me up if I uh, try landing there. I think I, I think I might mess something up there too. I wouldn't want to do that. Uh, hopefully, oh, they probably got anti-aircraft. No, they don't have any of that stuff. Uh, we're we're just trying to find a place for you to land safely. It's, now this it sounds like he's almost having fun. He, he, I, I don't know. I, that wasn't. Oh, they're they're gonna be. I mean, it just sounded well, like he was joking around. And I think in that moment he is debating in his mind whether to land the plane or not. And obviously, air traffic control is offering all the support in the world. They're saying, "Look, all we want to do is get you down safely, make sure nobody gets hurt." And it sounds like he's thinking about it as he's evaluating the various airports. He's in the air for an hour and fifteen minutes, by the way, and there are multiple opportunities for him to land. And he, it sounds like he's thinking about it, but he's like, "All right, if I do land." there that's a military place i you know they're going to come after me or they're going to shoot me down or something like that i don't know i mean look hmm. this is this is the saddest thing is we're never going to know what was going through his head but this is why i was asking you ali if you think his intention all along was to crash this plane he, he says at one point he says i really wasn't planning on landing it okay. so Ooh. i mean i think right there yeah you, you kind of know yeah. So, and again, how about air traffic control, man? How about them trying to just stay calm and just help the dude out? I listened to this on Friday night as they were releasing it. A guy was writing down what he was saying, then would release the audio. Mm-hmm. The compassion in this man's voice when he knows this could end really bad. Right. There's a full stadium full of uh, fans at what? what is it, Safeco? Yes, at, at Safeco, he mm-hmm. could have gone there. He didn't know how this was going to end, and to remain that calm and then show compassion for him and say, "We just want to help you. Absolutely, we want to get you down." It's it's staggering. It is. And by the way, in that clip we just played, when he's talking about the fuel again, this guy's never flown a plane before, and he's realizing that he's using up a lot more gas than he expected. He thought he would have a lot more time in the air, but he's also doing loop de loops. Kevin, did you see that? Okay, yeah. then no. It's not possible that he learned that from a from a video That's game. That's what um, somebody had said that was watching the video said, there's no way you could pull out of that so low unless you had some sort of training. Right. There's no way you could have pulled that, that plane back up. It would have crashed right then. He's doing tricks. Certified flight instructors and aviation experts, this according to the New York Times on Sunday, were divided on how much video game or flight simulators could prepare someone to operate an airplane. Yes, I believe that a civilian who has had a thorough experience Experience of flight simulation could indeed start taxi and take off an air, aircraft with no real world pilot experience. Hmm. But well, flight I, si- simulation is very different than different watching than a video, a, game. A video game with yeah. a joystick. And we haven't heard anything about whether he had flight simulation like the. The Malaysia airline pilot, remember, was practicing all sorts of stuff with flight simulation in his house. He actually had a flight simulator in his apartment. We haven't heard anything to suggest this guy does, but how was he able to fly the way he flew? Let's hear a little bit more. Yeah, not quite ready to bring it down just yet, but holy smokes, I gotta, I gotta stop looking at the fuel because it's going down quick. Okay, Rich, uh, if you could, if, could you start a left-hand turn and uh, 
we'll, we'll take you down to the uh, southeast, please. This is probably uh, like jail time for life, huh? I, I mean, I would hope it is for a guy like me. Now, what's that? What's that comment about? Is he's thinking about the repercussions if he survives this, right? Mm-hmm. I guess, but then he says, "I would hope so." Yeah, because he realizes what he's done is a very, very bad thing. And again, thank God there's nobody else on this plane. Yeah. When you when you steal a plane, at least it was empty. He's the only victim. Right now, he's just flying around, and uh, he just needs some help controlling his aircraft. Very good. Now, I mean, I don't need that much help. I played some video games before. Uh, I would like to figure out how to get this cabin altitude. Like, I know where the box is. I would like to get some, uh, make it make it pressurized or something so I'm not so lightheaded. Damn it, Andrew! People's lives are at stake here! Now, I don't know. Is Andrew, is Andrew one of the guys he's talking to from air traffic control because it did seem like he was having a little bit of a manic moment right there mm-hmm. when he realizes people's lives are at stake here. Now, Rich, don't, don't say stuff like that. No, nah, I just told you, I'm not, I don't want to hurt no one. I just want you to whisper sweet nothings into my ear. Hey, you think if I land this successfully, uh, Alaska will give me a job as a pilot? Now he's joking around, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it sounds like. But listen to the response from air traffic control and how they're trying to keep this thing cool. Uh, you know, I think they would give you a job doing anything if you could pull this off. Yeah, right. Well, he ended up crashing on a mm. little island south of Seattle. And uh, he was, you know, fortunately, he landed in an area in the middle of a forest. So he was the only victim dead on impact. But it is a, a crazy story and a real mystery. And everybody who seemed to know this dude and be involved in this life is just shocked by it. And I, and I will say one other thing is uh, SeaTac handled it because they have protocols for things like this they handled it apparently exactly by the book and everything worked the way it was supposed to in the first minute after his plane took off they had already issued the orders for f-15s to scramble to get up i wondered if that was going to happen and they came all the way from portland yeah again they they had no idea that it was uh, whether it was going to be terrorism or not i mean that's the first thing you think and they contacted the fbi immediately to let them know that it wasn't so apparently all the systems did work with the exception of the fact that somebody was able to steal a plane but it's a very sad story all around for sure but that air traffic controller amazing 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 the kevin and bean show on k-rock all right we were talking all last week and for the last three weeks about the new gorilla sticker yeah and somebody was going to win a private gorilla's performance for 50 friends and a car and all kinds of stuff I feel like we thought that was all made up. This is one of those giveaways that we pretend to give away, but there's no actual prize. Because it seemed like, as Ellie pointed out, often way too much for one listener. It's true. Yeah, it is a lot. But we. I mean, you go to a Hot Topic and you get a bumper sticker and you basically fill it out. And the next thing you know, you get you get a cavalcade of prizes? Yes. It's, it's that just is not, what happens. That's how it works. No, but I'm saying there's not enough effort involved. In in how it's much a strange time to get. complain about that now? <laughs> no, I think you're Beer right. Mug is outside someone's house, so maybe let's have him knock on the door. Okay. Hey, mugs. Hey, guys. Good morning. You know, it really feels good to be uh, giving giving people uh, prizes and making their dreams come true. Well, of course it does. Yeah. Um, you're uh, you're Ed McMahon with a giant uh, check out in front of somebody's house. Um, Absolutely. What uh, neighborhood are you in today, Beer Mug? We are in the beautiful, lovely neighborhood of Baldwin Park, and we are outside the winner's house right now. I just pulled up in the winner's brand-new Honda Fit. Wait, were you driving it? I was. Oh. But, 
What a disaster right. that is. Right. No, it's I tainted. wasn't drinking. It's okay. <laughs> okay. But they're going to need to get that detailed after you've been in it. <laughs> oh, come on. How dare you? Is it a, uh, is, uh, we're trying to narrow it down here, house or apartment? This is a beautiful abode at the end of a cul-de-sac. Oh. And is that a house a, or an apartment? I wasn't predicting an abode. <laughs> All right, so, okay. so they have no idea you're coming, and you're no just going to go up live and knock on the door, and we'll break the good news. Yes, I got the Kevin and Bean bullhorn in my hand, and right, we're okay. going to go break the news to them. All right. You guys ready? Sure. Yeah. Very All exciting. Right, here we go. I'm walking up to the house, passing... The lawn, big front yard, by the way. Dang, oh, how's it done? Is it immaculate? It's very immaculate. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm going to bang on the door. They have a, one of those ring doorbell things where they can see you through the camera. I'm oh. going to bang on the door. Okay. Right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, that was aggressive. Oh, She's going to make the FBI. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? I'm sorry, are you saying the winner's name? Are you Shulamite? Ladies and gentlemen, Shuli has answered the door, and she was ready to go. Would you like to talk to her? Absolutely. All right, here we go. Kevin and Bean from K-Rock are on the phone. He's still talking to the bullhorn, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a conversation with a woman talking to a bullhorn in her face at 730 in the morning. Hey, Shuli. Hi. Hey. hey, it's Kevin and Bean. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. <laughs> when uh, when Beer Mug said she answered the door and she was ready to go, does that mean you were in a towel or what was he talking about? Um, no, I'm actually getting ready to go out, so that's why I was ah. just about to head out. Um, yeah, kind of just on my way out soon. Oh, oh wait, okay. Out. She's not going to work. What does she mean by go out? <laughs> I was going out. I was supposed to go to the gym. Okay, all right. Oh, oh, we've uh, we've heard you're a CrossFitter. Is that true? Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, you got to quit posting so much about that, Shuli. <laughs> I mean, I I'm, I'm, I'm not saying we did a little research, but seriously, dial down the CrossFit a little Bean, bit, right? Bean did a deep dive. It's like, want to know where she went for anniversary dinner? It got, it got weird, Shuli. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, let's, why don't you, uh, why don't you explain to us and the people listening why Beer Mug is at your front door right now, Shuli? I guess I won something, maybe. You I did. Know. I'm not sure. Yeah. You you won a private gorilla's performance for you and fifty friends. Yeah. Now, do you have fifty friends? I do have fifty friends. Look yes. At that. But well, wow. Bean, have you seen them on her on her Instagram? She is very popular. Okay. Okay. Right. Very Good. popular. Good. Uh, you also got a 2019 Honda Fit, the automobile oh. that's there. You won that as well. Oh my god! <laughs> that one. Yep. Oh, I mean, I'm assuming. I can't see. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, yep, yeah, that, one. that one. That That is your new car, right? <laughs> and a $500 Hot Topic gift card. Yay, awesome. All of that <laughs> instead of going to the gym. So much better. <laughs> Surely, you, so um, you knew that you had entered to win all of this, right? I mean, you did, yeah. or did, or did your husband, Eric, if that's really his name, actually put in the application? <laughs> Yeah, no, we, we both we both entered to win because um, he's such a huge Gorilla fan, and I wanted to help you know kind of up his chances, and so we're both super excited. That's oh, wow. very cool. I just I can't imagine I can't put myself in your shoes, partly because of the CrossFit, but partly because just somebody shows up at your door one morning and gives you a new car out of nowhere. I mean, nothing like that will ever happen to me. That's so cool. 
That's so awesome. Thank you guys so much. So I get to keep this one, really? I mean, That's yes. Awesome. Yeah. That's our guest, as we can't see. <laughs> I hope she's pointing at the Honda Fit. Yeah. When you uh, when you looked on your little ring device when Beer Mug ran the door, tell me the truth. You thought he was a homeless guy looking for a handout, right? Um, I mean, just a homeless guy, but maybe not a handout. Okay. Oh, okay. He's just, right. saying, he's just oh, saying good morning? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. All right, congratulations to Shuli Tornell, you guys, from Baldwin Park. She is our lucky winner of the Hot Topic and Gorilla's Grand Prize. Congratulations. We're so happy for you guys. Enjoy the car. Keep in touch. And, uh, and we want to hear all about that Gorilla show after it happens, if you wouldn't mind coming on again with us. Yeah, of course. That would be awesome. All right, okay. get to CrossFit. Thank you. Thanks for listening to K-Rock. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye now. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. I'm just saying you knew a little bit too much about Shuli. That's my point. I just like to be prepared for guest (laughs) interviews. That's all. (laughs) It was not a guest interview. (laughs) Now that we have given away all the cool Hot Topic and Gorillas stuff with Shuli Tornella Baldwin Park moments ago, congratulations Mm -hmm. again. We are moving on to the next thing for you, which is uh, Panic at the Disco in Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. This Saturday. So we'll give you a chance to qualify for that coming up in the 9 o'clock hour this morning here on Carrick. It is Monday. Allie is here. It's time for another look at what's happening. So Muggs just knocked on her door, and I was terrified that maybe he had, um, what is that called uh, when you... Ding dong ditch. You don't know the door, so it's like a mistaken door. <laughs> and now, a moment with Bean. The only thing I can think is... Uh, mistaken door, mistaken door. They they mistaken thought they were doorbell to... identity. <laughs> no, I was thinking. I, I'm not sure how to say it, but they they meant to go to somebody else's house, got the wrong uh, apartment or condo or house number, whatever you have. How about wrong address? Like that? <laughs> that would have been a more succinct way to say it. <laughs> that was a moment with Bean. Wrong address. I mean. <laughs> took a while to get there. That was pretty sweet. Like Bean, it. fix your goddamn life. It's pretty sweet. I feel like it even went on longer. Like we cut that clip quite a bit. <laughs> it was it was good times, good times. Well, poor Sam Smith. He's in a real sticky situation, you guys. He was hanging out with his pal Adam Lambert. They were on a boat, and then he was caught saying something in the background as Adam was kind of showing the horizon, showing the ocean. So it was just kind of an Instagram story or yeah. something. Yeah. In the video that has now been deleted, uh-huh. Adam is showing off the view from the ocean while recording Sam saying, quote, I don't like Michael Jackson, but this is a good song. <gasps> you dick. <laughs> oh, no, my word. How dare you? People are going nuts that Sam Smith has the audacity not to like Michael Jackson, the king of pop. Can I? Uh, I mean, it is odd. It, it's it's almost impossible mm-hmm. to not like Michael Jackson. That's what I think, unless you haven't heard a lot of his early music, maybe. Right. Well, I don't know. That's that is odd. All I know is people are like, "How is this mediocre British man coming for the King of Pop? If it weren't for Michael, you wouldn't even be alive." Which I don't know if that's. I don't true. think that's true. 
I mean, Sam, look, everybody grew up with Michael Jackson because there's never been a time where his music has been off the radio. But Sam Smith is young enough to have not been alive during peak Michael Jackson. Sure. Right. Wasn't, he wasn't around when he was the biggest thing in the world as a kid with the Jackson 5. He wasn't around for the off the wall and the thriller and the bad days. But everybody's you know, heard thriller nonstop since 1984. Since, since then, yeah. It, 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 but it, I mean, I, I guess he just didn't have the same association that hmm. the rest of us had. But it is weird that just as a musician, I don't know how you you listen to a Billy Jean or a Beat It or a Wanna Be Starting Something and don't go, that's great music. I love that they deleted the video. That's weird. <laughs> Adam Lambert's like, enough. I don't want to <laughs> deal with this crap right now. But my favorite at the end of this article, Sam hasn't publicly addressed the situation yet. It's like, not a situation, it's not people. not a situation. He said he didn't like someone, but he also at the same time said, but he liked this song. That one song was by good. him. Uh, here's the thing with like fandoms and people that get so cuckoo over musicians, over Star Wars, over their sports team. Whatever it is you love the most, other people aren't necessarily yeah. going to love it. Feel free to love it, <laughs> but calm the F down. Calm your T's. <laughs> people that are so cuckoo about fandoms yeah. ruin it. Yeah, It makes me hate what you love. But, Allie, he doesn't like Michael Jackson. And? Yeah, there's no story there. That's weird. <laughs> he has not commented publicly on the situation. <laughs> I mean, is he going into rehab for this? I mean, for not liking Adam, Michael Jackson? Adam Lambert has to cut all ties, sure. right? Yeah, I, would think I think so. so. I mean, can't deleting, be friends with him anymore. deleting the video is step one. But yeah. if he didn't push him over, I mean, they're on a boat. You kill him, right? <laughs> no. Yes. No, absolutely you, that's why not. he has not publicly responded. So we he has need been to... pushed over. Or, I, or I he's still alive and it's not a story. Sam Smith should be removed from yeah. Spotify. We should right. have bur- we should have CD burnings if anyone's got any of oh, his CDs. Agree. We should be boycotting him and his concerts. It's insane. I think it's time. <sighs> it's just nuts. that is quite weird. It is quite weird. A sequel to 2007's The Simpsons movie is now in development, along with previously unannounced Bob's Burger movie and a Family Guy feature length film. You guys. That's awesome. Here's the thing. 20th Century Fox CEO Stacy Snyder has emphasized a revamp of Fox's approach to animation, bringing in a new partner to replace DreamWorks Animation after it was acquired by Comcast. So they're going just full. Wow. To the wall. Mm-hmm. You say that? I wasn't sure. You can so say like, to the wall, yes. Okay, to the wall. This was shocking to me. The Simpsons movie, a huge commercial success back in 2007. How much do you think it brought in at the box office? I mean, I barely remember it. That's yeah, what I'm saying. And I don't remember it as being thought of as exceptional at the time either. I mean, people were just like, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's a longer episode. I would guess thir- $30 million? It made over $520 million at the box office. How is that? What? What? Really? And how long ago was it? 2007. Why haven't they made another one then in 11 years? Every year, right? Yeah. Well, one of the reasons it was famously difficult to do it because they were also doing The Simpsons at the same time. Right. So there's only so many people to go around to do that. But that's got to be a misprint, right? That's insane. That's a lot of dough. That is a lot of dough. Um, can you repeat the part of this stuff where you said all about the things? No. No. Homer. If they do a Family Guy movie, Mm -hmm. I hope at least 30 minutes of it is Peter fighting that chicken. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because <laughs> they'll have the time to work with. <laughs> I think that's a good point. Real, real good point. Well, when we come back, we'll tell you about another Hollywood star that has left Twitter because, again, people are nuts. People are cuckoo. And I'm going to tell you right now, if Sam Smith leaves Twitter, I'm going to be upset. Not that I follow him, but enough people. Right. Enough. You're going to be upset if somebody quits Twitter that you don't follow? Yeah, just because they made them. (laughs) Some birthdays for you. Just two. Sebastian Stan, John Slattery. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I like soccer. It is good. <laughs> That's uh, Allie's robot speaking for her. What? Yeah. What? what? <laughs> got, finally got somebody on my side. For years... Allie has rolled her eyes mm-hmm. as Kevin has gone on and on and on yeah. interminably off the air every day, all day about some player we've never heard of on some team we don't know and what he or, he or she did that weekend. That may be an exaggeration. It's not far from exaggeration. Okay. And Allie was like, don't care. Oh, are you still talking? Is it still soccer? Is it still soccer? Ugh. Now, all of a sudden, every week... There's Allie out there just yelling and screaming for soccer players and soccer teams. I am now. (laughs) She's talking about, oh, I went to this game last night. I'm going to another one Wednesday. I mean, I don't, where, how did all this start? Okay. So my friend Michelle notoriously hated soccer. Okay. Like she was, she was cartoon hate for soccer. Right. And then she started getting into it around. A little before World Cup almost. And I was like, what's going on with you? And then over our uh, summer break, uh, like three weeks ago, a month Mm -hmm. ago, I went to New York City. And she's like, okay, here's what we need to do. We need to find out where we're going to watch this game. And and I was like, what? 
because it was World Cup. So I was like, this is insane. Who have you become? And then my friend Bonnie that was there, she was super into it, too. I'm like, what is happening? Now, let me stop you right there to say that it is not uncommon for people who don't follow soccer throughout the year to become interested when the World Cup comes around because you start to hear a lot about those teams, learn the backstory, start to root for the underdogs. And you really, I mean, you do kind of get captured in the momentum of it. Right. So she started getting captured in the momentum of it. But then it has continued Mm -hmm. to where she feels like she now needs to find a team. Okay. So when we were in New York, we went to, is it NYFC? Yes. Sure. Went to one of their games. Had a blast. So much fun. Surprising. She was going to be back out here in L.A. for a little bit. So Mm -hmm. she said, let's go to a Galaxy game. Mm -hmm. And we get to meet Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And I'm like, what? Nailed that name. You did. So (laughs) I was like, all right, this will be fun. And then we get to the game and I see Stephen Merchant. Actor Stephen Merchant, who I love so much. And I'm like, this is rad. Even Stephen Merchant loves soccer. For folks who don't know the name, British comedian, actor, co-creator of The Office. So funny. Brilliant. Brilliant man. Of course, did I grab his arm and say... I love you. Oh, and he's no. like, thank you. And then he walked away, and I was like, that was dumb. Oh, but don't no. worry. I apologize later for interrupting his night by interrupting his mm. night again. It was it was <laughs> great. Anyway, watch the game. We were having a blast, jumping up, cheering. Everything was great. We blew up our little, uh, like, weird lightsaber things that you hit. Right. That don't light up, but still... They're still really cool. And at the end, when Zlatan, he was totally, I don't know if you call it a foul, whatever it was. was, He was fouled, falls to the ground. I'm like, oh, my God, he's totally going to get a a PK. Right. That's a penalty (laughs) kick. And then, then, no, the game was just over. And I was irate. You should have been. How do you end a game? That was BS. And then I wanted to find where the refs go because I saw the little tunnel they go in. What are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm going to talk to those refs. Give them a piece of my mind. Follow them into the tunnel. What's happening? Kevin, were you at the same same game? I was not. I was unable to go on Saturday. Oh, okay. But I'm going Tuesday. I guess that's tomorrow. I'm going Wednesday to go see another game. Okay. But we're going to see LAFC to determine which one is going to win our hearts. I see. Okay. Who gets the final rose? Okay. Absolutely. Final rose. So I'm I'm (laughs) soups on board with the socks. I'm sorry? I'm just on board with soccer, so. So can yeah. I talk about it more now? Sure. No, no, no? probably not, okay. because I'm not, like, really, but really But you invested. will be. I will be? Soon. Okay. I want to hear about you who's followed soccer for eight minutes mm-hmm. meeting Zlatan. Yeah. Well, uh, that was weird. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. However, um, my friends are a lot like everybody in this room where I'm about to say something and they know it's going to go bad. So they just all start yelling, no, don't. No, we just lean in and and listen closely. What did you say that embarrassed yourself? Lachan comes in to meet us and I'm like, listen, I don't know a ton about soccer, but I was high scorer on my AYSO team, the Yellow Jackets. Didn't even get out Yellow Jackets. And everyone's like, Allie, Stop. (laughs) And that's uh, youth soccer for folks <laughs> youth who Youth soccer, know. sure. And by high score, I scored two goals all season. That's how bad our team was. Mm. But I was letting him know, you know, we're on the same level. I, I get it. When you but say I, you're on the same level, he's he's almost scored 500 goals. Well, he's like he's one of the one best. He's one of the three. Yeah. Okay. Two have scored over 500. Under, he's approaching it. Understood. And you're the same with the other jackets with two goals? But I was letting him know that I understand as a player myself uh-huh. that he had to be pretty upset at the ending of that game. Right. 
And he was just so caught off guard by me equating the yellow jackets to his career. <laughs> he should have been. He was just like, what is she, what with the, in the words of this little one? What's now, happening? Let me ask you this, because he is a Swedish, right? So obviously yes. he, he speaks very good English. So did you have an actual conversation with him, like wrap it down? Or was it just he ran by you and you yelled at him? Oh, Look, no, it, we we had a conversation. We you took, chatted, okay. We took pictures with him. Yeah, it was a, it was a meeting set up, so... He could take pictures with my friend. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a that's, whole, a, that's a fun a experience. Did he ask any follow-up questions about the yellow jackets? <laughs> he really didn't. I feel like maybe if we had more time. Oh, more he, time. He would have. Sure. Yeah. But he's, he's a good guy. My friend talked to him about hair products because my friend has dreads. So then they were talking about how he does his hair. It was a real good time. Real good conversation. It's not the same type of soccer that I enjoy, I don't think. What do you mean? Well, I mean, like, I got to talk mm-hmm. to him once, and I talked to him about s- soccer things. And he's like, how boring. I always talk about soccer. <laughs> Let's talk about Let's hair. talk more about hair products <laughs> and yellow jackets. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. By the way, um, happy left-handers day, Kevin and Bean listeners. I'm hearing from a lot of people on my You're Twitter. Not. You're I not am. hearing about that I a lot. am because I, I wish them a happy left-handers day because they're hand weirdos, and we have a lot of people who are listening who have endured the curse of being left-handed, and it's not as easy as you think it is. For starters, every time you write something, you smudge all over it as your hand goes over the stuff you've already written, which has got to be a pain in the butt, right? Bean's been talking about this all day it's off the air. Well, I now just on the air. Yeah. I just no, do I do. I'm, I'm look. I'm just wishing them a happy left okay. handers day because I Great. feel like they are not appreciated for the struggles that they have to go in because things just aren't made for left handers. And if you happen to be born right-handed, you're, you should consider yourself lucky. That's all I'm saying. Or better. <laughs> I don't know it's better. But <laughs> just I told you that my mom, she started out left-handed, and then the nuns at her school would beat her and say, no, you have to be right-handed because that's like <clears throat> witchcraft and you're like a demon child if you're left-handed. That oh, goes back crazy. That goes back hundreds and hundreds of years. Well, my mom is 100. She's pretty old, right? So... <laughs> Hey, we had a uh, story that we did early on the uh, show. I think uh, right as we came on the air at 5.30 one day last week, we were talking about this new study. With uh, It's in the journal Science Advances, and it was quite involved. They, uh, the data comes from 187,000 heterosexual daters on a popular free online dating service. And they found out uh, they expected to find some sort of desirability gap, and by that I mean... People go on for people on the app who are out of their league. So let's say you're a five and you're looking for a nine. Exactly, right. It turns out that it, on average, people tend to pursue partners on this dating app that are roughly 25% more desirable than they are, which is real. I mean, I guess what's the downside? The yeah, worst that can happen. Shot. Yeah, what's the downside? The worst that can happen is you won't hear anything back or they'll say no or something. Mm -hmm. And there's also something to be said for, you know, ask out a hundred people. And if three or four say yes, you've got three or four dates. Yeah. I guess. (laughs) But that's that's what this was about. And there were some other interesting things. And then we'll get into the topic. We're going to be looking for your help on this on the online dating apps. And I thought this was interesting. Here's one of the trends that emerged. A woman's average desirability. In other words, when she's at the peak of her her powers in terms of men that are interested in dating her, a woman's average desirability begins to drop from the minute she turns 18. 
What? That's so insane. <laughs> hey. So insane. <laughs> so Starts in to words, drop. Yes. In other words, she is at her absolute peak desirability on a dating app if she is eighteen. And just past her birthday. So, in other words... 18 that, and a half, no thank you. Ugh, well, that, so means, that means there must be people who are looking at 22-year-olds on an app going, gosh, does she have a younger sister? Here's, here's what drives everybody crazy, me included, by the way. Men, however, peak around the age of 50. <laughs> Why does that drive you crazy? Because it makes no sense. This, it makes no sense at all. So that that doesn't mean, Allie, that you look on a dating app and you go, oh, this guy's 35. I wish he were older. I think what it means is you go, hey, this guy's 50. I'm not ruling him out just because he's 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's because women are better than men. Absolutely. Here's more sad news. When it comes to education, for men, more is better. Not so for women. Their desirability peaks with an undergraduate degree. But get any smarter than that, like a postgraduate education? No, sir. I do enjoy that Bean genuinely seemed shocked by this. <laughs> I, I am shocked. Have, I could shocked have told by all you of this uh, yesterday, the day before. I could have told you this for years. But it's so wrong. What? It's so wrong and it's so oh, sad. Okay, guy. <laughs> Thanks so much. Um, <laughs> Race also plays heavily into the results with Asian women and white men being the most sought after overall. So that I'm reading that as meaning uh, Hispanic and black and Asians in general are looking for more white men than they are men of their own races. Does that sound right to you? Uh, yes. And that, and that white and black and, and uh, Hispanics are looking for more Asian women than they are women of their own races as well, which I found aw- awfully interesting interesting i think again really do you talk to people no he doesn't i don't you know that okay shouldn't be surprised (laughs) i guess is what i'm saying so when it gets to the going out of your league i think i think there's a i think there's a way to involve some phone calls on this topic because you all put your best foot forward on that dating profile. Right. Let's face it. Nobody puts on their profile, I've got some real mommy issues or man, you can't believe you can't believe this how scabby I am or whatever oh, it is. Oh man. No, I'm, I'm pointing What's that happening? out. That's uh, a terrible example. I'm pointing that out as something you don't put on your dating profile. Right. Okay? No one does. Don't put some, look, you're not a, telling anyone anything cuz nobody uh, does. I Do don't not. know. There's some guy in his computer right now like delete delete. <laughs> <laughs> don't put me in that Mr. Bad Example it's file again. Because <laughs> you just said something that doesn't ever happen. Ever. So what I'm saying is we thought it would be interesting to take some phone calls today at 1-800-520-1067 of the greatest, what, misrepresentation yes. of the person that you met up with for a date. I assume most of the pictures are from... In general, about 10 years ago? Uh-huh. 10 years and usually 10 to 15 pounds, yeah. for sure. Okay. So then when you meet them, you go, oh, hmm. huh. huh. I mean, mm. I, I'm, sh- I'm sure that there are a lot of people who are fuzzy about things like, what do you, what, what's your job? I'm an entrepreneur, and that mm-hmm. sounds great. And then you meet the guy, and you realize, well, I don't really have a job. You know what I mean? Or sure. whatever it is. 
Uh, or he's scabby. What if he's super scabby? Stop using that what? example. It's, it's just, it's not a thing. So, Ali, uh, maybe I should be asking you, Chip. You have the most recent experience with the dating apps before you d- deleted them all. But yeah. what do you, what kind of misrepresentations do you recall seeing in terms of profiles? Well, mostly in general, it's a lot of, um, if like, because I'm not really a casual like person, but mm-hmm. people who just have no interest in just uh, not being like serious. Like, um, no, like I'll, I'll date you, but we're I'm gonna date five other people at the same time. Like, so they're not looking for a relationship. Yeah. Okay. And they don't make that super clear up front, right? Sure. They make it sound like they're looking for somebody, but they're just looking for somebody for the night. Yeah. What about scabby guys? Not scabby. Do you not, find not, a lot of scabby. Uh, that's more scabby for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, not that problem. Um, no one I'm, has that problem. I guarantee that there are people that will call us at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven who met someone who claimed they were thirty four and they were really forty five. Oh sure, I'm sure there's a lot of that going on. Six four mm-hmm. and they're six one. Yeah, because sure you, that because because you're looking for you're looking for people to contact you. You're trying to get hits. Mm-hmm. Basically, is what it is. Scabby. One eight hundred. That was my uh, nickname in college, by the way. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. You met somebody on a dating app. You got together for that date. It did not turn out to be what the, the person did not turn out to be the person you thought the person would be based on the representation. That's what we're looking for. Quick break. We'll take your calls next on K Rock. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K R O Q. All right. So we're talking about dating apps. Um, there's a lot of misrepresentation. Let's face it. Uh, you know, you meet a new person, and in this case, with the dating app, even before you meet that new person, you want to put your best foot forward. You don't. Uh, you don't talk about the time you got arrested, for instance. Maybe in your profile. Correct. That's the type of thing that maybe comes out later when you've got some sort of a basis for a relationship. So, what was the biggest surprise you found out when you you got together with somebody from a dating app that was different from what you expected based on what you read online? One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. We start with uh, Michael. How about our man Michael in Woodland Hills? Where, by the way, I think it's supposed to be over a hundred again a couple days this week. Woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. How, how are you doing, Michael? Thank you so much for listening to Kevin Beecher. Thank you for calling. What was your experience, sir? Well, I want to say first of all, I met my my now wife on eHarmony. We've been married and have two kids, so it does work. It does work. Wow. Okay. okay. Good. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I met a girl, and you, you text to get acquainted with them, and everything was great. She was safe interest. Her her emails and texts were great. But when we went out on a date, it was one-word answers, and it couldn't get anything. It was just the most boring. So she was a good texter, but a bad talker? Yes. <laughs> I know somebody just like that. <laughs> You know, you, you try to ask those open-ended questions, and it was just like, uh-huh, I do like that. Yeah. And it was just the worst. Couldn't wait to get out of there. Wow. And this is the woman. Hold on if I miss this. This is the woman you ended up marrying, or this was another woman? No, this was uh, before I met my Before her. Daughter. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. That is rough. But, you know. You just don't know until you get together in person what that what what they're really like. It's a lot easier to be cool online, I guess. Yeah, because you can yeah, think about your answers and compose them better, exactly, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people love me online. Do they? They do. They love me. Do not they? So much, not so much your person. All right. Thank you very much. We appreciate you listening, Michael. Let's go to Tony, please. Chatsworth, line three. He's up next on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Tony. Hey, how are you? Good. Thank you. What's going on, man? Um, not much. A couple of months back, I went on a... Uh, Plenty of fish website and you know just try to get feelers out there and i met this one chick 
from Ben Ventura. And, you know, we chatted for a while. And when I finally went up to go meet up with her, she was nothing completely what was on her phone, you know, her profile, her photo or anything. It actually turned out to be a photo of her cousin. Okay, wait. It wasn't even a picture of her 10 years ago or anything? No, no, no. Different no. It person. Was a photo of, she, had, she had a couple of photos, and the photo she used was her and her cousin. And it, she was using her cousin's photo as her profile pic. Wow. Hmm. Okay. So, did so, you, you, you know, hook up with her cousin? That I was talking to, yeah, the girl I was talking to, she, which she was using the photo of her cousin. Mm. She was a 160-pound girl, you know, 5'5". Five, five. Well, then it turned out the real girl that I ended up meeting, she was a 220-pounder. And I had nothing wrong. You know, I'm a big guy myself, so it's just, it just threw me off that she used her cousin's photo, not using her Yeah, that's odd. Yeah, it's un, that's uncool. I mean, I think at a minimum, it ought to be... It ought to be a photo of you. Yeah. At a minimum, right? Uh, sure, of course. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Like call. I still spend the day with her. But no, no problem. Thank you. Okay. Thank All you, right. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Let's try. Speaking of photos, let's go to Anthony Corona, uh, line six, please. We're taking your calls. You met up with somebody on a dating app, and there was something that was just dead wrong, a lie in their profile, and you were surprised to find that out. 1-800-520-1067 to get to the Kevin Bean Show like Anthony did. What's going on, my friend? Good morning. This is like the last, but way worse. Uh, we used to play poker a lot when I was in my 20s, and my buddy used a Calvin Klein photo all the time to try to meet up with girls at the bar. <laughs> so no. he just took a random model's picture and used it as his? Yep. yep. It's like Marky Sometimes. Marks from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh Mark Wahlberg would have been happy. <laughs> so, so what happened? Like, how did he attempt to explain that away when he got to the date and he clearly wasn't the well, person that's, that's in the, the photo? That's the funniest thing because we'd sit there playing. Right? Yep, yep. We're losing you. Oh. oh. I really want to hear this, Get too. Get on her phone. Oh, oh. Man. Anthony, we lost you, my friend. All right. Did you expect him to respond? <laughs> well, sometimes they come back. They come okay, back. Okay. Yeah. You know how that works. <laughs> I, by the way, you guys are going to disagree with this. I think, and I gave this a lot of thought knowing we were going to talk about this. I think I have a pretty accurate read on me. Do you? Mm-hmm. I do. I think I know. One to ten it for us. I think I know my strengths and weaknesses, and I think I would be honest about that if I if I put it up on a dating website. And what would your profile be? Um, what do you mean? Well, you said you just gave a lot of thought. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just and you thinking have an about accurate view of yourself. So I'm just I'm just thinking about in terms of categories, for instance. Right. Like I, I know there are some areas where I would be appealing to a woman. For instance, I'm super rich, <laughs> and I mean. <laughs> So you lead with that. Uh, I, you lead with sure. I. Sure. I got back. You lead with that, okay? Um, because I, look, I was just thinking about like beer mug was interviewing people at the Kevin Bean Singles Party recently, and, and he asked several women, "What are you looking for in a guy?" And it was like, "What was the first thing they said? A job, yeah. right? They want somebody who's got who can but take but them define out. super rich." I think look, I'm not <laughs> I'm not super rich compared to actual said. super rich people, right. but I mean compared to the average person on that dating app, I think I would probably be doing pretty well. Okay, so you would lead with that. Okay. I, I would probably lead with that. All right. All right. I will tell you that Looks. Oh, f- honestly, I would say a 5. And I'm being serious about that. I think I am dead average. Okay. Dead average when it comes to looks. And I know that I have other negative qualities too. I mean, you know, I, you guys joke about me not being a party guy. Right. But 
if somebody is dating me and they want to like go out a lot, like if that's their right. thing is to you know the, can't wait for the weekend so they can shake that ass, I will be a real disappointment to that person. Yes, that's accurate. Right. Um, I I think that would I think that's definitely negative. I mean, I am not great in uh, social situations. Right. I, I'm not the person for that. I'm not the life of the party. I'm not the guy that gets together with you and all of your friends to go out. I don't know how I would phrase that in my dating profile. <laughs> your dating profile would suck. <laughs> I mean, so far all I've got is super rich. I mean, everything else is a negative. And you're not even super rich. <laughs> and I'm not even t- technically super rich. Right. I make a living. But I mean, the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous. K-Rock. Time for one more look at what's happening. Well, in case you missed it earlier, it appears that the Queen of Soul singer Aretha Franklin is gravely ill. This according to a station in Detroit. And one of their reporters said on Twitter, I'm so saddened to report that the Queen of Soul and my good friend Aretha Franklin is gravely ill. I spoke with her family members this morning. She is asking for your prayers at this time. No details other than that have been given on her illness. But we do know she was diagnosed with cancer in 2010. Her last uh, public performance was in Philly in August of 2017. So not sure um, how she is doing, but according to this, gravely ill. So hmm. that is that is bad. tough. Yeah, this is a woman. Um, she was the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1987. She's won 18 Grammy Awards, earned 20 number one R&B hits. She sold more than 75 million albums. In 2005, she was awarded um, by then-President George W. Bush the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is the highest award for an American civilian. The woman has, it seems like, seen it all, done it all, just led the charge, basically. So, wishing her well. Great. Bean doesn't like it. Here we go, a little national anthem here from Aretha. She's got the church in her, doesn't she? Preach, right? Not sure I, I, I would have picked something else. <laughs> well, that's what I had. <laughs> that's what I had from the Super Bowl a couple of years ago when she sang the national anthem to get it started. But yeah, she's a uh, she's a great singer. Yeah, she's phenomenal. And another wrestler has passed away. This is this is nuts. Jim the Anvil Nyhart, famous for being tag team champions with Bret Hart back in the early days of wrestling glory, has passed away at the age of sixty three. He was a superstar in the ring when the WWE was back then, the WWF. And from 1985 to 91, he teamed up with the Hitman to become part of the Hart Foundation. With Jimmy Hart as their manager, the team premiered at WrestleMania 2 and then went on to become two-time WWF tag team champions. And his daughter, Natty, is in the WWE now. She's a superstar now. And it was her that apparently was calling 911. He Mm. suffered convulsions and was having a seizure at her house so how old was he did you say 63 jesus yeah and when uh, nikolai volkov died recently he was only 70 brian Mm -hmm. lawler was only 
46 or something when he died, 48, something yeah. like that. We've lost a lot of them lately. It seems that way, yeah. Unlike anything today. <laughs> and John Mayer had a rough weekend. His home was broken into by burglars. Apparently, this happened on Friday morning in Beverly Hills. The intruder got in by smashing a bedroom window while no one was home. Unclear on if the alarm was on, but the home was apparently ransacked, and the burglars got away with between $100,000 and $200,000 worth of property. Everything from music equipment to apparently he has an enormous and valuable watch collection. So, bad situation for Mm. John Mayer as well. And with the Emmys airing next month... Hosts Colin Jost and Michael Che of Saturday Night Live's Weekend Update have zero plans for it to get political. This is the quote from Colin Jost. It's kind of fun for us to do something that's not political. The exciting part is to do television that has particular award ceremonies and make it, in general, less political than normal. There's a lot to celebrate in television right now. It's a really strong time. And then he added... I think by that time, people are going to be desperate to give men a chance. Finally, it'll probably be he too by then. (laughs) How can we expect comedy like that? Whoa. That's going to be a disaster. Guys, this is not This is going to be a disaster. Do you like that quote? No, I don't. I like them on SNL, though, and I think it took them a while to find chemistry together. I'm Mm. telling you, I did not think they were going to last that first season behind the Weekend (laughs) Update desk. They were bad. This is going to be a terrible ending. But they gelled, and now they seem to have a real camaraderie, Mm. and they're fun together. Mm, They're fine fun. Look, I'm I'm hoping for the best. That's all. It's it's possible they're not going to be, you know... They're not hosts. Right. Mm. You know, they're not like a Seth Meyers or Jimmy Kimmel or somebody like that who's used to commanding a room. Right. But they are, you know, he's at least a stand-up comedian, so I don't know. I'm just hoping they'll be funny. Fingers crossed. Right. Absolutely. Some birthdays for you. John Slattery and Sebastian Stan. And that's what's happening. Thank you, Ellie. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with a commercial-free drive home today at 5 p.m. Also... Before you... Yes, go ahead. What? Yeah, go ahead. Also, thank you to the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers for providing the 2019 Honda Fit grand prize for our K-Rock sticker campaign this morning. Uh, went to Shuli Tornell of Baldwin Park. And we asked her to stop uh, uh, Instagramming about her CrossFit as well. She's way into that CrossFit. Right? A little too much. She was very excited and surprised that that new car out in front of her apartment when Beer Mug pulled up. Was hers to keep. Yeah, that's a little weird. I mean, she kind of knew that she was in the running for it. And then once we showed up, I I guess it just took a minute for that to click in. Uh, Tomorrow morning on All New Kevin and Bean Show, we have comedian Brad Williams and more tickets for you to see Panic at the Disco at Staples Center and a chance to see them at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas tomorrow on The Kevin and Bean Show. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, KROQ. The beaver activity here tonight has been phenomenal. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.